That is the greatest gift you can offer this world is being the only you there is and ever will be authentically as you are. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hello, it's Morgan King, and welcome to Connect Back In podcast. Thank you, as always, for pressing play, taking time for yourself to receive some information today that hopefully benefits you on your life journey, whether it inspires you or you get that little nugget of wisdom, that feeling. I love that feeling. And I remember when I first started on my spiritual journey, I felt like it happened all the time. All these aha moments like, oh my gosh, wow. I really understood that. That made sense to me. I can make some changes. Oh, I am in control. Oh, wow. The universe isn't out to get me. I'm here to enjoy myself, yada, yada, right? So hopefully you get one of those today and you can apply it to your life. So the topic, the theme for today is are you really being you? And who are you? What is your identity of who you are? This can come from I am affirmations and not affirmations in the sense of statements that are positive, that help uplift you, shift the way you see the world and yourself, but the true like static affirmations, if you will that you use right now to describe who you are, whether it's to other people or it's the internal dialogue in your brain. Oh, I am lost. I am stuck. I'm frustrated. I am confused. I am worried. I'm fearful. And maybe just not Maybe you don't put I am before it, but those statements really are powerful. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like my success isn't made for me. I feel like I'm never going to find a partner. Like these statements. And while they seem insignificant, they are the statements that make up the identity of how you see yourself in this world. And from there taking action from that space then creates the results to solidify this identity. And I feel like, at least for me, I showed up into this world as this happy, excited, vibrant being. Like when I think of my childhood, who I was at that time. And then you learn things from people around you. And they learn those things from people around them. So there's nothing wrong with it. But then you get to this point in your life where you begin to question because you're recognizing that maybe the things you believed and you thought don't make sense to you anymore or they don't fit or they don't feel good. And a lot of us just continue on with that discomfort, never really questioning, why do I do the things that I do? 
why do I feel this discomfort? Like knowing that the action I'm taking, action meaning like showing up the way that you show up every day, going to work, responding in the way that you respond to life, to people, dressing the way that you dress, eating the foods that you eat, taking care of yourself in the way or not taking care of yourself in the way that you do. Just all these little things, how we respond, how we show up, the identity we choose to believe we are. And at some point we recognize this doesn't fit anymore. But it's so familiar that we stay there and our brain makes us believe that we must stay there in order to survive and be a part of the clan and not stand out or be different. And I watched The Voice. I don't know if you guys watch The Voice. Um, it's awesome, especially the auditions. They're so inspiring. And this gentleman came on there. His name was Lennon. And they have him like darked out, like you can't see what he looks like. And that's kind of the idea of The Voice is that you really just choose someone for their voice, not for what they look like. And you would assume it was a woman singing because it's such a unique, like it was a feminine energy voice. So beautiful, like so beautiful. And all four chairs, all four coaches turned around, chose him to be on their team. They were all so excited and so thrilled. And in the exchange between the coaches who wanted to choose the singer, he mentioned like there was a point in his life where he was afraid because his voice didn't sound like anybody else's. And so he was embarrassed and thought it was wrong. And it's like, what a shame it would have been if he would have listened to that voice inside that says, you're different. You need to stay and conform to how everybody else sings or maybe just don't sing at all. Because as generic and silly as it sounds, I'm sure you've heard this before, but what makes you unique, what makes you different is your superpower. It is the gift you've been given to share with the world. But I feel like so many of us have been taught that you are supposed to be like everybody else and that could not be further from the truth. Like when someone calls me weird, it is the greatest compliment I can ever receive. I do not want to be like anybody else besides Morgan. And the older I get, the more I've dove into the spiritual material, I've grown my confidence muscle to recognize that I can show up exactly how I want to, while it may disrupt others' opinions of me or thoughts of me, that's on them. What someone thinks about you is none of your business because it really has nothing to do with you. It's the judgments and like things that they hold themselves accountable to. If you, for example, I've done a judgment episode, so you can go check that out. I dive into this a little bit more, but it's this idea that when you show up as your true authentic self, you can trigger some people because those people are denying their true authentic self. And they're like, 
who are you to not conform? Who are you to, this is a weird thing that I'm going to say, but pull on your big britches. I don't know why that just came out of my mouth, but like just showing up big and who are you to have the audacity to not follow the straight line? And that's literally what we're meant to do is to not follow the straight line. The straight line, while it may be someone's path, it's not everyone's. It's 99% not yours, I would say. And what happens is when we show up to try and conform and please other people and make choices that aren't in alignment with who we are, life is a struggle. It is so frustrating and uncomfortable because you are meant to have choice. You are meant to have free will and it's your choice. It's not your choice to please others. Nobody knows what is best for you besides you. Only you know. And you've been given this inner wisdom, this inner guidance system to help you out along the way. And when we get quiet, and we learn to recognize this voice, the voice of love, it will guide us down our correct path. And we have to have the courage enough to not only listen, but to know that if it's not like everyone else's, then you're doing it right. Sometimes we assume if we don't take the path that we were told we were supposed to take, that there's something wrong with with us. Maybe your family or your parents wanted you to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, and you wanted to be an artist or a singer, and you took maybe an unconventional path. And there's a part of you that worries like, oh man, I didn't do it the way I was supposed to do it. But if you can reframe that perspective and say, I gained all this other experience because I took the unbeaten path. I created my own way, which will not only inspire others to create their own way, but it gave me the wisdom and the knowledge as I went maybe through challenges or times in my life where I wasn't sure. And now I am sure. I know from experience how to overcome that time in my life where I'm unsure. So if I come across it again, I'm equipped and I know how to handle it. While it may seem that we're aimlessly walking through this world without any support, and we're meant to try and figure it out, and we have to be in control and work hard and hustle and all these lies we've been fed. If we can just trust and have faith and know that the inner wisdom you are given is always guiding you to where you need to go, and it's never wrong. Even if you don't listen to it, if you ignore the guidance, you will be given the gift to get you back on track to the guidance. A great analogy for this that Abraham Hicks talks about is like, imagine driving a car and you're on the, you're on the freeway and you know, like the bumpers on the side of the 
the freeway. So like if you're driving late at night, maybe you close your eyes for a little bit or you're texting while driving and you're not supposed to, and you kind of veer off the road a little bit. You hear that. Mm, it's like this like buzzing of you hitting the lines in the road going really fast. And that's just meant to say, hey, you're getting off track. Let's get back on track here. And it's the same thing with life. If you listen to this inner wisdom, you will be redirected in certain circumstances. Rejection is protection, right? So if you come across certain circumstances that maybe don't go how you think they should have, you hear the buzz in the road that's meant to redirect you. When that happens on the freeway, you don't go, oh, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I did that. I shouldn't have veered off the road a little bit. No, you're just like, oh, whoops, I almost went in the ditch. (laughs) Time to pay attention to driving. That's literally what our guidance system is always offering us. If we have, again, the courage and the, the quiet, the silence to listen to it. Praying, asking for help, That might be your first step if this is not a familiar thing for you to recognize within you. But kind of going, circling back to the initial concept of this podcast episode is, are you really being you? So some things to consider. This is in alignment with boundaries as well, because really a boundary is something that you've established to create parameters in relationships outside of you to help honor your needs first. So many of us say yes when we mean no, or we do things that we don't want to do because we're afraid of hurting other people's feelings. And while I care about other people's feelings, I genuinely do. I care about mine more. And the reason for that is I'm here to create inner peace and happiness in my life. That is my number one priority because when I do that, I can show up as the best Morgan for myself, for my son, for my husband, for my friends, for my family, for my clients, for everything. And that energy, even if I don't do anything, that light energy radiates at a frequency that helps lift up humanity. So as simple as it seems, when we say no excuse me, when we say yes, when we mean no, have you ever been in an environment where maybe you're hanging out with a friend or family member and they don't want to be there? And it's not even you. It has nothing to do with you. It's not personal. They might be tired or frustrated. They had a long week. They don't want to be doing the thing that they are doing with you. They said yes when they meant no. That serves no one. But yet we all feel like we need to be loyal and show up in a certain way. When the only way you're meant to show up is as you, is as who you really are. Another thing that we might do is responding how you think they want you to. This is something I'm continually working on with established relationships in my life. So there was a time in my life where I looked to others for my happiness. I had to show up in a certain way or so I thought. It had nothing to do with them. I chose this way. I learned this, right? 
that I need to show up like this. I need to respond in this way to make them feel comfortable. And it became so automatic. It became such a pattern that my conversations were really on autopilot. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, good. What are you up to? How's life? Yeah. Oh, awesome. That's so great. Good for you. Like that was genuinely how I talked to people. And while I meant well, and I wanted those people to feel good, I wasn't engaged in the conversation. I wasn't authentically showing up as me, pausing, really listening to what they had to say, connecting. And that part was missing in my life, developing like true authentic relationships. And it would happen with some people as I got older, newer relationships. But a lot of times people see you in a certain light, especially people that you grew up with, like old friends, maybe family members, and they have expectations of you. And so when you change, you're not fitting into the mold. You're not fitting into the box that they have you in while they mean well. And until we have awareness of how we show up in those relationships, it's really challenging for us to change because it's a pattern. It's just like any pattern. It's like brushing your teeth. When you, after you drink your coffee in the morning, you're about to walk out the door, you brush your teeth. And you don't really even think about it. It's just automatic. That is a pattern. That's a habit. And the way in which we show up in these relationships is a habit. And until we recognize, we pause, we get conscious of how we're showing up, at those moments is when we can change. And I'll tell you, it can be really uncomfortable because the person on the receiving end is used to you responding in a certain way. And so you have to, again, have the courage and the confidence in who you are, circling back to the beginning, what is your identity? How do you see yourself? And showing up as the true you. And while they may take offense to this at first, again, it has, you have no ill will intent. We're, when we show up as our authentic selves, it's never meant to hurt anybody. It's to stop hurting ourselves and to stop denying who we really are within. That is the greatest gift you can offer this world is being the only you there is and ever will be authentically as you are. There are so many people who we see now as successful and they might be celebrities, like they're just very well-known people who received criticism and like judgments and cancellations on who they are. And they decided to not listen to that outer, that outer positioning of who they were. They knew within who they really were and said, yeah, you can have that opinion of me. That's fine. But I, I, that's not who I am. And I know who I am. Like the one I was talking to my husband about last night that really inspired this episode is Michael Jordan. I was a huge Michael Jordan fan growing up. My dad was a basketball player. He was 6'6". He was extraordinary. I didn't have the athleticism, but I really wanted to be a good basketball player because I really respected and honored that part of my dad. And we shared that connection together. He would help me out in the front yard. We had a basketball hoop. We would play basketball together all the time. 
And I remember when Michael Jordan retired and how crazy that was and like watching all of his games and how inspiring he was. I shared, I, I kept all of his sports illustrated, like as if they would be worth something someday, but he was so inspiring to me. And he was cut from his high school basketball team. And what if he chose in that moment from his basketball coach and was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not a good basketball player. Maybe this inner guidance that's been telling me that I should play basketball and that's all I want to do is a lie. Maybe I should go and be a doctor. No Space Jam, no Bulls, 1995. Like life would just not have been the same without Michael Jordan. And that's just one example. And the same example with the singer on The Voice. He was extraordinary. I bet he's going to go off to do incredible things in the music industry and inspire so many people just in life, not even necessarily in music. And that's what we're all here is to just follow who we really are. And there's going to be noise and there's going to be people outside of us who mean well, quote unquote, and are just being honest for your own good. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't start this business. You shouldn't date that person. You shouldn't move, et cetera. And they, they do mean well but their intentions are covered with their own muck, their own limiting beliefs, stating to them that they can't listen to their inner guidance. They have to follow the blueprint life. They have to do what everybody else is doing. No one is meant to do what everybody else does. That is why there are so many miserable people is because they're looking outside themselves for the answers when all along the guidebook has been within them. And when we get quiet, we meditate, we go for walks in nature, we connect with people who see us for who we are without judgment, without expectation, unconditionally love us and just say, I want you to be the most you that you can be. And that is what I say to my son. And I'm so grateful I had him when I did because 10 years ago, 11 years ago now, when I wanted to have a baby, I was not equipped with this knowledge and this understanding. And I would have had all these expectations and parameters of how he was supposed to show up in this world. And now I'm like, how can I nurture you to recognize that you know what's best for you? Mama's gonna do her best to help guide you, but like, I'm going to be wrong for you sometimes and that's okay. Yes, I understand he's 15 months old, but we're starting now. I want him to know that he only knows what's best for him and nobody else can discern that for him, not even me, not even the person that loves him the most in this world. He should love himself the most in this world and honor that. And I just can't wait to watch what becomes of him. And honestly, it could be completely against what I want for him. And I'm totally okay with that because only he knows. I do not know. And he is the only him there will be ever, ever, ever. And I want him to show up authentically in this world, share his gifts, even if it goes against what I have for expectations in his life. And that's what I want for you too. If you're listening and you have something within you, you, can, you know that feeling, that incessant feeling that you haven't been listening to and it's uncomfortable because you haven't been listening to it and you've been denying it. And maybe even physical evidence has shown up in your life, such as dis-ease or an illness or a sickness or something 
because you haven't listened to this energy within you telling you what you really know to be true. So if you need support in this, which you don't, but if you want it, you don't need it. I am here for you. I'm a holistic life coach. If you go to the link or uh, show notes, you can access the link to learn more about what that is. But that is a huge passion of mine is to inspire people to begin looking within for the answers. It is not out here. It is when you show up as you, life gets so good. You can rest and take it easy and not have to be anything that you are not because that is so physically and mentally exhausting. One more thing. I just remember when I started my real estate business, I mean, I'm a residential realtor as well as a life coach. And I thought I had to show up in a certain way because I wanted people to work with me. And what did I think a real, a good realtor was, right? What did people tell me a good realtor was? I didn't even ask myself (laughs) and I would show up as that version and it was fine. Like I was really great. I did a good job, but there was this disconnect and how I would show up at open houses or when I would connect with clients versus how I would be around my friends or my family was very different. And now I can honestly say that I am the same. Like I have no problem coming on these podcasts and being super vulnerable and open and honest in the hopes that it helps support someone else while still being a professional real estate agent. And I'm an incredible real estate agent. I'm really good at what I do. I'm a good negotiator. I care about my clients. I'm really good at strategy and marketing. And yet I also have this vulnerable spiritual side to me. And that is very unique. There are not many spiritual realtors out there that do like vision casting with their clients and have them connect back into who they are as we're making business decisions on a sale or a purchase. But it makes it so easy for me to make decisions because I just go, what feels good? I don't look to what I think it should be. Where are the answers? They're within me. And when I write content or I write newsletters or I talk to a client, I am just me. And that's not a good fit for everyone. And that is totally okay. I do not care. If you don't like me, that's fine. Not not everyone's meant to like me. You could be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world. And there are going to be people that just don't like peaches. And that's okay. So go out there. You do you, boo. (laughs) Be your most authentic self. It is the greatest gift you can give the world. And it allows you to truly start enjoying your life your one and only life. So again, if you need support with this, you're like, how the hell do I do that? Click on the link, connect with me. I would love to support you in coaching. Um, I think I'm a really good coach too. And I love it. I really, really love it. It inspires me. And just the ahas I can see on someone's face after I've supported them in a coaching session is the greatest gift. So thank you as always for listening. And until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In, and thank you for listening.